Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Greetings listeners of the podcast Paleo Bites. Host Matthew Donnell left his microphone in the car all the way down in his apartment building's parking lot. And since he's on the third floor he's too lazy to go down and get it before this episode is due to release. Therefore, he's using this free speech-to-text program to read this message. What a lazy bastard. Anyway, he has a Patreon at patreon.com slash matthewdonald, where you can find bonus content every month. For Paleo Bites bonus content, we discuss pop culture featuring prehistoric animals, and this month we're talking about Jurassic World Dominion the pretty good and allegedly final installment in the Jurassic Park slash world franchise, but since it grossed almost a billion dollars you can expect the next Jurassic World movie by 2027 at the latest. Link is in the description. Thank you for your support. Now I better go get my recording equipment out of my car before it melts in this summer heat. It was very expensive. Have a good day. My apologies, Matthew Donald is having way too much fun with this thing. Just a reminder that he is a 31 one-year-old man with a job and a girlfriend and his own apartment. Please do not forget that. This message will self-destruct in one second. Roar. Growl. Snarl. Bellow. Welcome to Paleobites, the podcast that, like copper lights, is solidified crap. My name's Matthew Don. Each week I'm a rotating series of guest co-hosts talk about and rate a genus of prehistoric animal, be it dinosaur, mammal, arthropod, and so on. This week I'm joined once again by one time, as in one recording time, well actually no, two recording time, <laughs> limited time co-host, very special guest co-host, and my fellow host of The Ritwit, Matthew David Syverts. How are you? I'm doing good. It's, it's nice to be here. See... Well, I refer to him as Donald, but I'll call him Matt for the purpose of this show and under a little different lens than we normally get. So that's going to be fun. Obviously, this is not <laughs> not the this is not your ideal wheelhouse. circumstances <laughs> but, by any means, but here yep, we are. Yep, you, you didn't want to do it, and then I was like, I need some episodes that, well, all my co-hosts are quitting. They're not quitting, they're just, there's a lot well, of... Well, about as close to quitting is, oh, you, I got it, I got it, you deserve this one. They quit on this podcast about the same way you quit on ours. 
I deserve that. I deserve that. But actually, I quit worse on, on my one because <laughs> these ones are coming back. <laughs> Theoretically, yes. It's like one of I the don't, I don't Lawrence's need to put them under a bus. Uh, yeah, like, okay, just to explain listeners, uh, I'm not going to go into details, of course, but Lawrence has dealing with some stuff. Hopefully, we'll be able to record. Lawrence is one of my closest friends as well. So, yes. yeah, we're, we're both aware of that. And wish him well if he's yes. listening. We love Absolutely. you, buddy. We love you, buddy. We hope to see you on, uh, record stuff soon. Uh, Lexi is moving uh, to Boston, so recording with her will be very oh, difficult. Hilla beans are fun. Very difficult. So uh, some of my other co-hosts I've been having trouble getting a hold of, and here we are. <laughs> and this is literally, you, you saw the thing break in case of emergency, and here it's I am. Like, it's the David slash Greg button. <laughs> Greg! And then the Greg symbol appeared in the sky. Greg. For more on that joke, well, you have to get the joke, so don't worry about it. We're not For more on that joke, you have to get – I mean, that could be true of any joke ever. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. That is fair. <laughs> okay, so – All right, but what are we talking about today? Well, first got to get to the dinosaur-related question. Oh, that's question. right, the dinosaur-related question. Uh, oh, so, okay. So. Wish me luck. I'm crossing myself. Uh, you can't see it, listeners. <laughs> okay. Okay, well, thank you, because I have to come up with these on the fly. So, <laughs> so uh, if you had to picture any dinosaur as Catholic, which one <laughs> – if I had it. See, I'm giving you material. This is what we do. Uh, I, I, if you can't think of the personality, like think of like a one that could cross itself. So clearly not T Rex. I couldn't do it. It's big. Yeah. Um. I'm gonna say. Um. I got one. If you don't have one, I I think I have. I mean, I have a couple. I'm thinking of I'm thinking of smaller ones. I'm just trying to find one that's like a pr- appropriate reference. Do I do the one that I was involved with, or do I do Compsognathus? Oh, you're talking about Fakui Raptor? Was that what you're saying? That's what I, was, I was thinking maybe Fakui Raptor. Because it does have that big could. claw, so it could just... So it probably could, you know? It doesn't even have to have that long of an arm, but yeah. you can still do it. Yeah. Well, the nice thing about... Um, is there one... Is there a dinosaur... Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to turn this around on you. Is there a dinosaur that's, like, known for crouching? Because, like, Im- uh, imitating the kneel that Catholics do in their Ooh, in prayer. Uh, probably the... Um, we want some of the hadrosaurids or the ornithopods, the ones that okay. like. Let's talk about much of. Well, you definitely want an herbivore because you don't want them eating the other churchgoers, right? Uh, I guess that's true. <laughs> <laughs> um, but with their plant eater, they'll eat the they'll eat the cross. No. <laughs> well, no, I don't no. know. Do they eat static wood? No, I... they're not termites. So. Yeah, I was about to say. <laughs> uh, but uh, they would eat the bread though in communion and the wine. So yeah. Well, it depends. Is it actual wine or juice? Well, know. no. According to Catholics, and which is what we're talking about, it's literally. It's, it's not metaphorically. Be the blood of it's Christ. literally the blood and body of Christ. So. I, I, to be fair, neither of us are practicing Catholics. My dad was for most. Oh, really? Of his I really didn't know that. Yeah. Uh, so dad was Catholic, but mom was Methodist. So when they met and got married, they're like, "Okay, what do we do?" So they settled in the middle on Presbyterian. So that's what I was raised. <laughs> that's a, I was raised Methodist, uh, but and now I'm the lazy man's atheist agnostic. So. <laughs> I mean, I can't even claim Christmas Easter Catholic, man. It's bad. My, my dad once compared it to um, a buffet. You go to you go to a place where you can chew, literally like pick whatever things you want to put on your plate, right? Yeah. There are a whole lot of cafeteria Catholics. <laughs> was the term he used. Anyway. Anyways, uh, so I was going to say, let's say like a Mutaburosaurus, because that's one that's mainly walks on two legs rather than four okay, legs. Okay, fair enough. But and can go on four but, legs. Okay, that that would work, because prostrating yourself before the altar or whatever. Um, is there a joke to be made about it being from Australia? Uh, but look, do you say Australians can't be Catholic? 
No, I'm just saying the Mudaburrasaurus itself. Yo, I know. All right, whatever. I got. Joke aborted. (laughs) Okay. The nice thing about, like, uh, I don't know if a Mudaburrasaurus is this. Iguandon had uh, the the little thumb spike. Oh, yeah. yeah, Let's do Iguandon. That's from Britain. So the origin of Catholicism. That's not true. That's not true. That would be Venice, right? (laughs) (laughs) I know. I think. I don't. I'd have to ask one of Not our Venice, friends. Not Venice, Vatican. Venice is the well, place with the that's ports. The, that's also the same country, though. Italy, Venice, yeah. Italy, yeah. Okay. Um, but Vatican City, of course. Uh, I'd have to ask my history buff friend, who you also know. But anyway. All right. Well, speaking of uh, the – okay, here's what I pick. I'm picking the Frovenator. And speaking of which, <laughs> we're talking about – a Frovenator? <laughs> a Frovenator. <laughs> <laughs> sure, that's your pick for the one who's Catholic. Yeah, okay. it just happened to coincide yeah, with Of it. course. Oh, oh. After you've already gone on about Iguanodons and Mutaburosaurus. Yeah. Anyways, it means African hunter. Uh, Pretty strand- standard, straightforward. Yep, and, of it, course, it, all the big hair jokes. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> and we'll get to that, actually. Oh, okay. I'm, pre- I'm, I'm preluding everything. Uh, type is a megalosaurid theropod, a group of basal tetanurin meat-eaters from the earliest catalogs of paleontology. Megalosaurus itself is the OG dinosaur of human discovery, so show it some respect. So, okay, I get, I get that megalosaurus was, like, one of the first ones, but megalosaurus itself is in the theropod family, or yes. is, did it, like, break down further into megalosaurid theropod? No, it, it's in the theropod family. Oh, wait, it's, theropod is body type? Is that the thing? Theropods are, um, they are the lizard-hipped dinosaurs that are often the, the meat eaters. Okay, fair They're enough. not, all of them are meat eaters, though. Sure. But they all include, the, like, all the meat, all the meat eaters that we know of are theropods. But not all theropods are meat eaters. So, like, Therizinosaurus. rectangle. Yes, exactly. Therizinosaurus is a theropod, but it also, it evolved to eat plants, so. Fair enough. That's um, what the long claws are for to get the yes, foliage. Yes, right? yes, yes. So if if it seems you like you see, listeners, why I insisted on not being on paleobites. No, I'm just saying. I was I was gonna mention if it seems like he actually is quite knowledgeable about the dinosaurs. Like, oh, long claws. Oh, Mutaburosaurus from Australia. It's because of my books. He didn't know about this himself. So yeah, yeah. For probably a fair amount of it comes from the books or just listening to his podcast. Yeah. As I said, this is literally the breaking case of emergency. <laughs> right, exactly. But yeah, so Megalosaurus was the first one described, and then for a while, like we just named every dinosaur Megalosaurus because. Well, okay, when you say when you say discovered and described, I know they're different. But okay, like, Lexi asked the same question. Do you? But do they have some that were discovered before they described what the dinosaur was? Oh, absolutely. Okay. Discovered is when you find the bones. Right. Often it's not you described excavate, at, you at minimum. The bones, but until you can like put things together, you can't yeah, describe yeah, the actual at, creature. At minimum, uh, something is described like usually like a year or two later. Probably uh, after more excavation. Sometimes things are described hundreds of years later. And it's not because the paleontologists are lazy. It's because it's <laughs> described initially as something else. Well, and, and, and then, there's a whole lot of conflicting information. Like you find a new thing that changes everything you thought you mm-hmm. knew. About yeah. a creature, right? Yeah. So there's been some because this I've always said like I don't want to be a paleontologist because I don't want to go out in the sun in the badlands lifting heavy rocks yeah. <laughs> like like that digging does not sound dirt. Like your idea no. Of the time. But some paleontologists the way they describe species they don't even have to leave the building of the museum they just go into the catacombs. That's the cushy job you yeah, want. They go into the catacombs they look at all the bones on display or like the ones in the storage not the ones on display the ones in storage in the shelves in the back. Okay. The yeah, because the ones on display have. are spoiler alert, yeah. those those often aren't real bones. <laughs> so, um, but the ones on dis- in storage, they look at them, and they're like, "Wait a minute, this is a brand new species, this- and this is my paper. Why?" They write a paper, boom, new species. Didn't even have to leave the building. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty crazy. I think there's one. Um, there's one thing that I saw on mm-hmm. Discord once, 
It was like, if we had just discovered dinosaurs now and had to name hundreds of them, oh, I've heard there'd this. be a heckin' chonkosaurus. Or like a hashtagosaurus. <laughs> Which would be amazing. Or a thick-osaurus. A, th- a scaly, thick boy. <laughs> Two Cs. Esther, wouldn't even be saurus, wouldn't it? Because like, we only call it that because of the old Yeah, the only, it's just a be tradition like, at this point, right? Yeah. That's it. Yeah, Afrovenator. Okay, so. So, uh, anyway, about the Afrovenator. Size, 23. Again, this is why you're actually a natural on this show. The, the, the tangents, all the other no, it's because we've we've perfected our repartee on the wit. So, anyways, anyway, go ahead. size twenty three, twenty six feet, slash seven to eight meters long, seventeen hundred fifty to twenty two hundred pounds, or eight hundred to one thousand kilograms. Diet carnivore. Location Niger. I see how you wrote in the notes. Ia, uh, well, you're aware that Niger and Nigeria are two separate countries, right? I. I did not believe they were. That's why I wasn't sure. <laughs> okay. That's why I made the note. Uh, so I yeah. wasn't sure. I wanted to make Thank sure you for like, trying to be on top of it. Be like, oh, my, my co-host here clearly doesn't know what he's talking about. Here. I didn't say that you don't know what you're talking about. I just Greg is to here to help. <laughs> That's a sort of a right way. That's sort of a reference. And we don't even have the dang button. Crap. <laughs> Cheap plugs. Uh, I, I would find it hilarious because it started with Fukui Raptor, which, of course, is kind of a small boy. And now we've got kind of a kind of a larger boy. I keep thinking that the next one's going to be, like, even bigger. Uh, well, and you're just going to fu- do that to me on purpose. <laughs> we'll find out, won't we? We'll find out, won't we? <laughs> uh, time, mid to late Jurassic, 167 to 157 million years ago. Described in 1994, pop culture appearances. It seems Book Megazoic is the only one who dares to utter its name. Dares. Well, <laughs> I mean, when you talk about all the possible jokes. Yeah. I, <laughs> well, uh, For people who don't understand the actual meaning of the name. Uh, I use one in the second book, The Primeval Power, as one of the mysterious shades that serves the Therizinosaurus, which Navissa. Mm-hmm. You should go read it, y'all. Uh, before I that, totally in, recommend that, by yeah, the way. In older versions of Megazoic, which you haven't read, he Afrovenator uh, was... Uh, <laughs> I know you have, but like, the listeners they have. They did, yes. Uh, the villain, Zogan. <laughs> <laughs> which, if that sounds like a silly, oh, that's clearly a villain name, just keep in mind the villain for my current series is called Zolgarin. <laughs> I have a type of my You villain. definitely have a type, and it generally involves Zs in some fashion. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look, hey, what was the villain in uh, Voltron called? Zarkon? That's just a good villain-sounding sort of... Fair enough. <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. Other than that, it might have been in the gory action cartoon Primal by Jenny Tarkovsky. Mm. Uh, only might fu- have been. I, well, the reason why I say this is because I googled Afrovenator pop culture, and I see images of Primal. And but like, not and it, an actual Afrovenator. It looks like an Afrovenator, but the show's so stylized, like, until it, like, I can, someone confirms it. And then when I Google, like, list of creatures shown on Primal, it's not on there. But there's... Mm, yeah, I mm, don't know what to do about that. I haven't seen it, obviously. It's Gen- a great Gen- show. Tarkovsky is... Yeah, he's uh, a legendary animator. Legendary animator. I definitely remember a lot of Cartoon Network things. That Samurai Jack on. was his... Dexter's Laboratory was the, one I knew. Yeah. Him. Well, Samurai Jack was really good, too, because... Yeah, like, there was Samurai things- Jack's probably the better critically received Well, one. like, that's a more artistic sort of thing. Like, and also, Samurai Jack has very little dialogue for a cartoon show. Uh, Primal has no dialogue and no narrator, either. Like, it's just grunts. So and there are roar. no, like, human characters there at all? There is a human character, but he... Like, prehistoric? There's a human character. It's like sort of like a... Like Homo erectus rather than... Well, no, no, it's a, it's a, it's a caveman, so oh. it could be Homo erectus. It's like a sort of fancy prehistoric world where there's people and dinosaurs. Gotcha. But, but like, he no doesn't talk. He doesn't talk. <laughs> the dinosaurs don't talk, obviously, but you can tell what's going on by the animation and the music, and, mm. yeah, it's just... 
Beautifully done. Anyways, I can't. I love how it. you haven't watched the show to confirm if the Frovenator is actually. I have murder. watched the show. I actually, no. So how did you not confirm? <laughs> because it doesn't say that it's a Frovenator in the show. Because again, there's no dialogue. <laughs> and like also on the on the wiki for Primal, it doesn't have it listed. But every time I Google a Frovenator pop culture, that particular dinosaur, which I know which one they're talking about in the show, it comes up. So all right, all right. I don't know. Anyways, might have been in there. Anyways, they had a lot of crazy ones though. <laughs> it's, funny, it's funny. The second season's coming out, and like there's there's like other humans that are coming in as well. There were some humans, but there's other humans, and these are more like Bronze Age style humans. So rather than cave people, these are like Roman sort of. Oh, okay. Like, like Bronze Age, not right. Stone Age, Bronze right. Age. And, and the then I see still alive. They haven't been hunted to extinction yet. Yeah, but like the thing, some comments are like, "Oh, this seems kind of weird for dinosaurs." I'm like, "There was already people. <laughs> this is much closer to the people than dinosaurs. True. If you can accept people and dinosaurs together, you can accept Bronze Age people and yeah. dinosaurs together." Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, definitely, definitely closer in the evolution. Anyways, so uh, people know that the continents all being together at one point, you know, yeah, Pangea, you know. Um, then once they finally start splitting up, people knew that they first split into two continents, Laurasia and Gondwana, on the north and the south, respectively. Okay, yeah. So there was a barrier between the north and the south, right? And all the animals from each point onwards are unique. Presumably, it wasn't like an inland sea kind of. It was an inland sea. The Tethys. Tethys is uh, the area that split up Asia like with the Atlantic. The whole thing. That's you know? Pantholosa. Is what oh, you're thinking okay. of, because okay. uh, when there was Pangaea, there was Pantholosa. See, Pangaea right. means all land. Pantholosa means, means all, all sea. Land. Yeah, okay. Philosophobia is the fear of ocean, by the way. So, um, anyways, the Tethy Sea is an area that connected Asia with the Atlantic. Oh, okay. Sort of like where the Red Sea is now, but much bigger. <laughs> hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. Like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com slash people today. All right. So, enough. well, Africa and South America were together, and Africa was separated from Asia by the Tethys Sea, which I have my notes here. I actually just yeah, read my yeah. notes. Uh, one place where the northern and southern continents did seem to touch, or at least get really close, was Africa and Europe. I mean, that's that, that strait is actually fairly narrow. The Strait recall, of Gibraltar, like, yeah. Between uh, is Spain it and Morocco. Oh, is it Spain that's south of Portugal? Uh, Portugal's to the east. Uh, For some reason, I thought it was on the west side. Oh, I'm sorry, the west. I'm sorry. It is the, it's Portugal's to the west but, of like, Spain. But if it's northwest, then it would be different. It's than, northwest. Okay, so, so then it's not southwest. Okay, so it's Spain and Morocco. That's the, the Strait yeah, of Gibraltar. I mean, it's still relatively, relatively small. Um, so uh, we found so many similar animals in both locations that many group of dinosaurs that were normally only represented in the lower Gondwana continents have some species also represented in southern Europe. For instance, the Spinosaurus' three most famous members are Spinosaurus itself. Gee, I wonder why. Baryonyx and Irritator. Oh. <laughs> 
just love that name. What a name. They, they ran out of good ones before they came well, to this for dinosaur. More, if you want to know more I'm, about that, check out the episode. On Irritator. I think it's like 65. I don't know. Indeed. I mean, I don't have the numbers listed anymore, so just go look, search for it on the that's, database. That's a different joke. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> like, I talk about why it's called Irritator. Anyways, uh, Irritator is from South America. Spicer is from Africa. Baryonyx is from Europe, though. So it's from there England. Uh, Getting each territory. As far as we know, there are no representatives of the family in North America, though. So, Well, maybe yet. That's true. That we know about. Uh, same with the Abelosaurids. They seem confined to the southern continents with Cardotaurus from South America, uh, Rugops and Majungasaurus from Africa, and Rajasaurus from India. Keep in mind that India was once part of a subcontinent that included Madagascar and wouldn't have collided with Asia until well, well into I the mean, Cenozoic. Well, and to be fair, I think India is still considered a subcontinent. It is. Because of its size, and it just theoretically went from... Well, because the Himalayas were formed by it colliding with uh, yeah. Asia. So so that those are all its southern representatives. But they have one northern representative, Tarascosaurus, known from the southern parts of France. Huh. Uh, I bring this all up because there's another example of this is a Megalosaurus named after the first dinosaur ever. These dinosaurs are relatives of the Spinosaurus. And because like, they were megalomaniacs, they had to call it that first. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> definitely it. That's totally why. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I like how megalo just means big, so megalomaniac just means big maniac. <laughs> yeah, well, it's not wrong. <laughs> so you got a maniac, but then you got a big maniac. you got maniac. a big maniac. Well, what's, what's the full term for fan, right? A uh, fanatic. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so megalosaurids are relatives of the spinosaurids, and like them, they seem to have all made in those African Europe areas. Although since this was the early parts of the Jurassic, the continent of Pangaea was still mostly together, so their family could spread out a bit more in their Cretaceous relatives. Like Torvosaurus is a Jurassic carnivore that was second fiddle to allosaurus in North America. That was a megalosaurid too. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyways, Afrovenator means African hunter, and therefore I wager it's okay to imagine them with a big feathery afro. <laughs> now, there it is. There it is. We made it so far without <laughs> making that joke. Uh, okay, here's the thing. Like, I know I said last episode you were on, and before, like, normally I wouldn't stoop so low to make jokes about creatures' names just because it sounds like something funny. <laughs> Santana Raptor, <coughs> Homo erectus, <coughs> Bullocornus, <coughs> Zibby. <coughs> oh, boy, sorry. I think I swallowed some spit or something. Uh, but this one's okay because this time it's not a coincidence. Yeah, I was going to say it is from Africa. So Afro The Afro hairstyle got its name because it was popularized by African-Americans. Oh, okay. Okay, sure. Hence Afro, like African. <laughs> And Afrovenator means African hunter. So, ha! See, I was going from the other side, but all right, sure, it works. It means I, the same thing. It. So maybe make the, all the Afrovenator j- with Afro jokes that you want. So some of them must have been really good at disco. Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> look, so... They're walking around with combs in their hair. <laughs> look, that's not to say this is a good joke. No, not at all. It's just you can make the <laughs> joke. It <laughs> might even be a racist joke. It might, <laughs> might even be. But Isn't that speciesist if you're doing it because of the Afro? Afro well, no, but you're stereotyping Afro. Like, oh, it's African. <laughs> like, oh, uh, no. I don't know. <laughs> Look, it's tempting, though. Like, it's, <laughs> it's real tempting. Afrovenator had a particularly lengthy and flat skull for its family, perhaps foreshadowing the family's later involving relatives, the Spinosaurus, which is kind of interesting. It was mm. discovered and named by Paul Serino, one of my favorite paleontologists, mainly because I've met him. <laughs> well, I imagine those are not very many in number. <laughs> Oh, uh, nope, yeah. he's the only one. He's the only <laughs> one. To say. Uh, wait, no, there's some lesser known paleontologists I know at Dinosaur Rage when I volunteered there. Oh, fair uh, enough. Fair lesser enough. known. <laughs> well, and that doesn't count all the hobby paleontologists that you know. So me, I've met myself. No, I'm not a paleontologist. I don't do what about, what about See my Lawrence? fossil brush collection about, over there? What about Lawrence? Anyway. <laughs> oh, and Lawrence, too. That's right. He actually did study paleontology. So, wow. Forgot about that. <laughs> 
But no, uh, Paul Serena was nice. He did a lecture at the Denver Museum that my mom and I went to a while back. Talking about the Museum of Nature and Science? Yeah. Oh, okay. It was a good time. He was very funny, too, which is nice wow, because... almost just feats the stereotype. That's the thing, because like, if you go to a paleontological lecture, what do you expect it to be? Like Dusty. From all the stuff on their clothes that they did in the Well, and also they're room. like, so the <laughs> finestra here is connected to the cranial And we scuttle. found this thing, and it, it was described like such. And it's like the caudal vertebra here. You can see there's only three on this relative, but three and a half. I was like, shut up! <laughs> <laughs> Make it funny! Tell jokes! Well, I mean, make it interesting. Exactly. Charisma. Charisma is all I want, and most paleontologists have zero charisma. Paul Serino does, though. So you do, yep. you do good, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> so, and if you're listening, thank you very uh, much. Paul Serino's listening. Oh my god, so, huge, <laughs> huge honor, man. You know, it's the thing. Like he seems to like some of the villains. The villains of my first Megazoic books uh, from each of the versions, Afrovenator and Sukumimus, both of them were described by Paul Serena. <laughs> That's coincidence. Yeah, so. Or Omen. Oh, <laughs> classic in-joke we old, have. Old jokes uh, abound anyways, here. The Megaswords were forced to be reckoned with in the Jurassic, becoming the first uh, large super predators in the theropod family, but well, alas... I mean, Megalosaurid was the Megalosaurids kind of like the first family that was discovered, but that also coincides with them being early enough that there was I mean, wasn't there were some other larger, ones, like right? the Coelophysids and other ones, but like, and like Dilophosaurus was earlier and it was kind of big ish. Um, right, but aren't, wait, Dilophosauruses aren't carnivores. Are yeah, they? they are. I don't know why I was thinking they weren't. Okay, whatever. Moving you remember on. Jurassic Park with the frill? <laughs> Except it didn't have the frill in real life. Yeah. Anyways, Anyways, this is why I'm not on Paleobites. If you need more proof... we got one more episode, then you're done forever until I need to press the button again. But I'll try to hold I back. Might, I might just say no next time. We'll see. Anyway. <laughs> we'll see, but thank you for doing it this time. Anyways. <laughs> so, anyways, at last, the Megaswords were outcompeted by the Allosaurs and the Coelurosaurs and became extinct in the Jurassic Cretaceous boundary. Sad day. Pour one out mm. for the Afrovenator. Give it roller skates, disco music. Yeah. Staying alive, stay. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> getting extinct, getting extinct. <laughs> dead, 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 dead. Getting extinct, getting extinct. We have found, we have found the answer. The disco song for the paleontology community, right there. Mm, we got to, we got to trademark that crap. Anyways, all right, all right. Let's rate it one out of sixty-five million, shall we? All right. I'm gonna uh, give it uh, <laughs> three Afro picks out of five. <laughs> <laughs> Only three? Wow. I mean, wow, you're it's, harsh. Look, it's, be it's better than Fakui Raptor, but... Fair enough, fair enough. Um, I, I... Hmm. I also one of those... One this is weird aside about this. That means nothing to probably anyone. I always keep thinking this is a Cretaceous dinosaur, but it's Jurassic, and I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> oh, oh, that. Okay. It's one of those right, ones sure. that feels like it should be cr Cretaceous, but... Well, I, don't I mean, know. if it's an early entry into the Megalosaurus. No, I know. If, I don't know. It's just... I mean, that's all I know about it, so how else am I supposed to look at it? I don't know. Anyway. <laughs> um, I would say that it's named On Point, and I do happen to like On Point names. Uh, all, of the, all of the big Afro jokes, I give it Afro uh, five-star rating. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> if neither of us use the 65 million scale, that'd be pretty funny. <laughs> uh, so I think, uh, I think on the whole, I'm going to I'm have to rate this a um, – I think I'm going to rate this a six Afros out of ten. Whoa. <laughs> Cool. Out of 65 million, we're giving it three Afro picks out of five and six Afros out, out of, of ten. 
<laughs> Put that down on the record book. The fossil record right there, baby. <laughs> All right, that's it for this week. If you want to get a hold of the show, you can contact us at MatthewDonCreator.com for each of the questions to any of the co-hosts. You can follow me on social media at MatthewDonCreator on Facebook, at MatthewDon64 on Twitter, and MatthewDon64 on Instagram. Where can they find you? Yeah, uh, social media stuffs. I have another podcast. I have not alluded to it in this episode, so to reiterate, it's called Nerds Are Us. It's yes. like a, a general store for nerds. We're always expanding, adding things. We're still looking for your fandom's aisle, so come on in and figure it out. That podcast available where you're listening to this one. It's Libsyn. So at nerds dash r dash us dot And also wherever you listen to podcasts. Wherever you're listening to this podcast, it's going to be there because we use the same service, so it's published to the same place. Yeah, so like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever. We also have a Discord server, and I will make sure that Matt has the link in the description if you want to get in touch with me. Questions about that show, go check it out. We'd love to have you as well. Uh, thanks so much for listening to this Absolutely. rare occasion that I happen to be on Paleo. And if you want to hear more of this kind of banter, banter, yeah, go there's 160 out. plus episodes of our other currently on hiatus show, The Ritwits, uh, where two twits, you and me, talk about Gee, ritting. Who, who else is the twit in the room? No. I, I, it can't be me. Who are you talking about? Lyra, the bird. Okay, yes. got it. <laughs> anyway, so she just tweets. <laughs> she has a Twitter. <laughs> it's her cage. <laughs> her Twitter handle is her perch. <laughs> Anyways. I have a I have a book series on Amazon Megazoic available for print and Kindle. There, like I said before, there is Nephrovenator in it. It's uh, yeah. the shade Nolix. All the shades, except for Sinatho, the main one, yeah, they all kind of have one. names that are kind of inspired by dark gods. Like there's Nolix, there's... It's not. It's basically Hecate, but it's something different. Uh, oh, Hedek. Hedek. Right. Uh, there's Hedek. I should remember my own character name. You should remember your own characters, but I can't okay. help you. Uh, Nolix, um, Mospel. Like, right. Um, and... Nox? Nix. Nolix is Nix. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Uh, oh, wait. What was that one? Uh, he's a Parapasaurus. What was his name? Oh, a, po- a-, a pop. It was after Apophis. I should know my character's name. <laughs> He'll wake up at like 2 a.m. and look. Like, oh, that was it. Look, after we stopped. Got to be honest. The shades were just cannon fodder <laughs> <laughs> for a, a certain character to just cut down. Spoiler alert. And for more on that, <laughs> I give them their own individual personality. I feel like I feel I like write we so many have the button, but that's okay. I write so many books that like I don't. I can't recall. They run together. Even the dinosaurs that he was so pleased to write about. Oh my God! What was Apoxis? Was that it? Uh, I think it was Apoxis. And I think that's all of them. There were six: Sinatho, Sinatho, Hedek, Nolix, Mospel, Mospel, and Apoxis. That's five. Yeah. Who the hell am I missing? (laughs) (laughs) It'll wake him up at 2 a.m., but for now, I think we're done. Put it in the description. You'll be like, oh, I remembered the last one. (laughs) Okay, hold on. I was going to try and go to the next segment while looking for this sneakily, but no, I just used used all the segments. Anyways, that's it for this week. I'm going slowly so I can check. Uh, (laughs) As uh, we say at the <laughs> and as we always say, of every uh, episode of Paleo Bites. Episode... I can't find it on Paleo Bites. Getting it synced. Getting it synced. Apocus was his name, by the way. Oh, I'm sorry. Apocus. Getting extinct. Getting extinct. Ha, ha, ha.
<laughs> Bye, guys. See ya. Listen to better shows. <laughs> <laughs> like the right way. Yeah, yeah, like the right way. <laughs> Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.